Are you ready? No, we're not starting until you finish the end. What? We're not starting until you finish the end. I can't stand listening to you talk and eat at the same time. Jay, welcome back to um, Sharp Stories. I am embracing my Canadian, as I am part Canadian now. Okay. And it's obviously a snow day. So. Yes, it is. There it is. Yes, take, it is. Take the boy out of the farm, but you can't take the farm out of the boy, hey? The wife made me do it. Big legislation change. Big legislation change, yes. Happened um, last week. Yep, November 24th. We need to start doing real-time videos, Al, when these things take place. Not the set Wednesday schedule. Around like, something happened, come to the house. Anyway. Um, but to take effect immediately as well. There's not it's already even done. Like a, it's in effect. There's not even like a, a, Grace a runway into this. But um, so the majority of that decision that's catching headlines is the removal of rental restrictions in buildings. Uh, they can still keep their short-term rental restrictions, less than 30 days, Airbnb, VRBO. Booking.com. But um, the other thing that's on there as well, not talked about so much, is the <coughs> excuse me, age restrictions. So that's also been restricted other than the 55 plus buildings. So as some of you may know, there used to be, so when we look at the bylaws, if the realtors are being diligent, obviously every realtor, all 15,000 of us are as diligent humans as you're ever gonna find, uh, they will put uh, restrictions in place, pet restrictions, rental restrictions, and age restrictions. So there's two main age restrictions. Uh, there was a 55 plus, so you gotta be 55 or older to live in the building, buy in and live there. Uh, then there was 19 plus. Mm. So the argument uh, was that if you have kids that are under 19, you cannot buy in the building. Okay, it's a note. Thank you. They can't the live argument, in the building. The so now both of those I've heard legal cases trumping those bylaws. However, on the street, when people are looking at buying, um, they're not going to say, I'm going to take this on because there was a legal case that, uh, that won and I'm going to go through that headache. They're just not going to bother. So the before 55, the 55 plus is still in place. So in a couple of years, I'm just going to buy in and not have to worry about any goddamn kids hanging around. And then uh, they've that you're close to the age of 55. They've abolished the 19 plus. So there's no age restrictions under 55 now. Nope. Um, so then on the rent restrictions, most of the buildings allow rentals of some variance anyway before this change. Whether that was a certain percentage were to be allowed to be rented, whether everything could be rented, uh, or whether it was like a six month minimum, that's now all gone. Basically, you, all the rent restrictions have pretty much gone other than short term rentals. Uh, plus 30 days is considered a long-term rental in this case. Uh, minus 30 days is considered the short-term, but you can basically rent out anything. And this argument, so this is twofold, because there's one side of the argument, which is we desperately need the supply. This is what I've recently learned they call steel manning. Let's steel man this, uh, this circumstance. Let's support either side, show supports of either side. Okay, so the, the steel manning of such is we desperately need the supply, but is government mandating or strong arming or steel manning? Um, That's not what steel manning means. No. Okay. <laughs> when in Rome, you're not, you probably haven't seen that film, have you? Anyway. 
Anyway, is the government coming in and strong arming this and making it mandatory? Is that the answer? And I think it's the second point of how government has done it, whether it is the up point up for debate. We're all aware that we need more rental supply. That's, we can, we can agree on that. How we get there though, I'm gonna take a bit of a, a surprising turn to this actually. And so I think we'll, we'll come Nothing to that. Nothing you do is surprising, ever. We'll come, we'll come to that later. So The most predictable human on earth. That's that's the question on how they've uh, how they've done it, which has caused a little bit of the, the kickback. And I think that's been amplified more because, I mean, I think they just wrapped up the look into the Emergencies Act and we've come from two years of lockdowns, mandates, which has already caused such a storm. I think across the world, let alone Canada. So coming in now and saying, we as the BC government are mandating this to happen. We follow orders, son. We follow orders or people die. It's that simple. Are we clear? It, it's just the climate of today's day and age, which I think is adding to that. Despicable government overreach is what you're trying to say. Uh, I actually don't think so in this case. You wouldn't, but it is. Okay, I don't think so in this case. And the reason being is they are adding. So there's a difference between adding and being taken away. So one of the big conversations and one of the big pushbacks was why are you not targeting short-term rentals more? Short-term rentals are, were hugely targeted before anyway, um, to the point very restricted if you can do short-term rentals these days. But when you look at the numbers, there's about 50,000 legal Airbnbs that have been declared with licenses at the moment. Yep. And there's about 300,000 that this will directly add to the rental supply. So that's not just, oh, these are now 300,000 homes which are gonna now be available for rent. This is what they actually think will be added to the rental supply. How they get those numbers, I don't know. So when you look at the numbers, there's a lot more to be gained from the rentals than there is from the Airbnb. And that's assuming if Airbnb was stopped, <coughs> excuse me, every Airbnb would be rented out and you'd get 50,000. So they said by looking at the rebates for the um, vacancy tax that were blocked because Stratas uh, had their deadlocks in these buildings of no yeah. rentals, um, they figured, I thought it was 29,000 units were applicable to that. 2,900 units were applicable to that. Yeah, so it's about 3,000, right? Not 30,000 or 300,000? No, it's, no, so that's, this is just by changing rentals. So there's changing rental restrictions in buildings that now become available. Then there's the empty homes. So they reckon there's about 3,000 empty homes um, that will be added to the rental supply because they're just sitting empty right now. And to your point, if you're due to pay empty homes tax, but your building does not allow you to rent it out or to put somebody in there, you can usually get a waiver on that every year. So it's still declared, but they're not paying the fee because they're restricted. So now it's gonna add those 3,000 homes to the rental supply. So when you look at it in total, let's just say in total 300,000 additional units to the rental supply. Is that building, total buildings with full rental supply, or with full rental ban now alleviated, we're exposing 300,000 units to now being rented? This is just basically with all of the changes, when all is said and done with people who are just gonna either sell units or whether they're gonna <clears throat> not move anyone in, it's gonna add 300,000. So that is incorporating buildings that had an outright ban on rentals, mm -hmm. um, buildings that just had six month minimum rentals, um, 
So they figure total applicable supply every avenue. 300,000. 300, okay. So at most short-term rentals are going to do 50,000, assuming every one of them did that. So from a number standpoint, it doesn't work. And the other thing is, if you attack, if you attack the short-term rentals, you're basically attacking somebody's ability to make money through smart investing. And then all of a sudden you're taking away. And that actually has financial repercussions to people who maybe own those properties, rely on that income, uh, and they're doing it all legally. However, if you live in a building that doesn't allow rentals right now or allows a few rentals beforehand, your day-to-day -day use does not change at all. You can, use the, you can use your condo as you were doing so before. It's not gonna overcrowd your condo because there's no additional units or something going in there. It doesn't actually change it on a day-to-day -day basis. If anything, it actually probably adds to your um, prop market value in the end. I, and I also mean that as, then there's the, the question will come up with, well, when governments add things in, it costs taxpayer dollars. And that I would agree with. However, this is not going to cost taxpayer dollars. This is adding to the pie, not taking away from. So I can get on board with that a lot more than if they were to turn around and say, okay, no short-term rentals are allowed ever in BC anymore because yeah, we're doing this. The biggest complaints that I've, will property values of those properties go up? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is property value the be all and end all for all owners? No. Um, will there be potential disruption in quiet livability? There's a lot of fear that what if we pick the wrong tenant and the tenant goes in and the, the Tenancy Act protects the hell out of them, so then we're screwed. Mm -hmm. There's a potential that, that these people are now exposed to that, yes. I think to your point um, of it adding, the bigger picture is still the fact that the government has jumped in and said you can no longer do what you want to do, which is keep people out, and I don't think that's fair. Um, so this is where I disagree. I think as a growing city, you can still do what you want to do. I don't think it's your right to keep somebody, somebody out of the building. 100% it's the because, right of the people that own the building. But again, okay, so when did these bylaws come into effect? Because in order for things to change, it needs to be a 75% vote. And if these things came into effect in 1995, and we're now in 2022, is it still the same mindset looking at that? Is it They can go the to vote at any time they want. Yeah, if they want to drive up a vote and actually vote it out. Yes. However, you're basing off of previous bylaws made by previous people. And yes, you can make the changes and whatnot, but the other thing is to most, most people as well, or most buildings, it's a small number who actually do not allow rentals. A lot of them allow rentals anyway, so you're just now allowing more rentals. Because you're they were saying... restricted, so they were, they were like 30% of the building can be rented, or 10 units maximum. Okay, well, you're already used to dealing with renters in the building, and so now you're just gonna have more renters. Yes, but you're, to your last point, there's now 300,000 units that are now exposed, tied to, to, to however many buildings that turns into. There's still, I don't believe they... There's about 22,000 buildings that they think this is gonna make an effect to um, across, and mostly it's gonna be the smaller buildings, under 50 units, and that's across BC. I think it's wrong. I understand from the perspective of, is this the best and fastest way to get uh, inventory to market? It's the fastest way, yes. Okay. Yeah. 
so they can have that. But what you're doing is saying, you 22,000 buildings can no longer do what you want to do. It's a, it's a, it's, you know, stratus, okay, bylaws, it, all this sort of how stuff. How does it change your use of the building? It doesn't matter. If someone doesn't want it, they should have the right not to want it. And you shouldn't say, well, we've screwed up. Where has the city screwed up? Red tape and uh, tying the hands of all the developers to build more inventory. Mm -hmm. We can agree on that. So the city that, yeah. screwed up from that yeah. regard. And now they're saying, we screwed up. They're never going to admit this, of course. Wasn't me. So you 22,000 homes, you're dealing with our problem now by not being able to do what you want to do. And that's bullshit. Of course, when it goes back to the start of it, they screwed up. Yes, I do, have, I do highly agree. But... I do think that this change is a welcome change and I, I do agree with it because to that point, I don't think that you should be able to change. Like you should be able to keep people out. You can keep people out of your own home. Yeah. They're not moving into your home. And how many like people who live in buildings that are like uh, condos, that's the word. People who live in condos. How often do you see people? These people who are now allowed to rent, you're never going to see them. Doesn't and as matter. far as a lot of people are saying the strata insurance. Strata insurance is going to go up. It's going to cause strata could, insurance to go up. But okay, so have the rental restrictions stopped strata insurance going up? No, they haven't. It's already gone up. If the insurance companies want to put the premiums up, they'll put the premiums up and they'll find a way, regardless of whether. Well, you have this is another example, or not. another excuse for them to do so, potentially. Well, most of the strata insurance increases were due to the uh, like deductibles. Yeah, and, yeah two and years ago, whatever it was. The, last, but that doesn't mean they can't go higher. Last time I checked. Renters do not enjoy floods as much as your homeowners. There's a there's there's a factual statement behind owners will take better care. No questions asked. I think that's common sense. Owners will take better care, yeah, within their unit. Within everything, within their unit, within their building, they pay. No one likes strata fees. Those fees get distributed, they keep the building in a certain way. So those owners who pay to keep everything in line pay to get in should have the right to say yes or no we want short-term long-term we want the 19 plus i kind of disagree with i think that's stupid mm -hmm. because you buy it and then you have a kid you got to deal with legal out. issues yeah. move like that's just doesn't make sense but everything else i think no i disagree with it will it bring the product to the market fastest yes should it be done this way? Absolutely not. And it's a short-term fix for a bigger government screw-up yet again that we have to deal with. It's a bit. It, it's definitely a bigger problem, but I do think it's the only, one of the only options that they can do right now. And I, I personally isn't agree. that convenient. I personally agree with it. And again, yeah, who caused this problem? Yes, but it's not about now. It's just well, you can't point fingers. That doesn't do anything. So we just got to screw everyone over in the short term. It's ridiculous. It's a so, scapegoat move, and it's. I think just, it should be allowed, but nonetheless, what I wrong. will caveat though is, it, and a lot of people have been saying this: Is this now going to bring prices down for rent? No, it's not going to bring prices down. No, I agree with that too. Real estate is a numbers game, and we are vastly short on supply. So adding three hundred thousand helps, but we're not all of a sudden massively oversupply now, and you're at a huge advantage where you can go and negotiate with landlords and things because we are at usually less than 1% vacancy rates. And from that perspective, you have um, the people that are now in buildings that can be rented. Of course, that doesn't mean anyone's going to do it, A. Um, B, uh, the people that are protected by that, those past rental restrictions from their um, vacancy tax exposure that are no longer protected, those units will 
my guess would be the majority of them will come to the resale market and not just be tenanted. Now, if those are purchased by um, investors or not is a whole other story. But a lot of the people that hold vacant property as just an asset play aren't going to, even you can put a management in, management company in place, they're not, they're not gonna deal with that. They're just gonna sell, I think. Yeah, and again, so, okay, so let's say those 3,000 empty homes, it's such a small number that I don't, and again, it's across BC, this isn't just Vancouver. Yeah. It's not gonna make a difference. I, this is not gonna make any sort of difference at all to resell, in my opinion. A few more properties may come to market in the grand scheme of things, yes. But this is really gonna affect renters, more than those in renters particularly, and maybe sellers when it comes to, oh, my home is worth a little bit more. I but think the again, biggest- takes time to the, trickle in. The biggest thing it affects is the values of those units in those buildings now that were restricted and are not. Because a lot of the time when people are looking, they are, if you, if you say to someone, what is your criteria? Most buyers are outright, I need rentals. It's not, it's not a, oh, maybe I'll look at a rental building that allows it or doesn't allow it, or maybe I'll look at an age-restricted building. It's either a yes or no story. So that will allow those buildings to have a lot more exposure for sure. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, the most wrong. with the people that you see, the people that I see, most of them are pretty optimistic when they're buying in, they're gonna hold for three to 10 years mm -hmm. and are under the assumption at this end of the equation that in 10 years, I very well be maybe in a position where I can hold this, make that an investment property, and then buy my next principal residence. Yeah. And that's a very... Um, in reality, that never happens. Very it, few times it happens. Most people need to sell in order to buy up. True, but that's a huge peace of mind at the front end of the equation a lot of the time that I see. If it plays out or not, to your point, most of the time I don't see it doing so because most people want to buy up um, as they move forward and they, they need proceeds of sale for the most part. But um, I've seen a lot of time that people will shy away from places that don't allow rentals even though they're in no position to need a rental today. Peace of mind of knowing they have that potential is big. Yeah, hugely. And to your point, even though if they don't need that rental, a lot of buyers think at the time as well, that's gonna restrict me later on, maybe when it comes to selling or something like that as well. So it For adds, sure. it adds a, an unnecessary stigma, even if it's not actually relevant to that individual's specific needs at the time or even in the future. So only time will tell. We're gonna to agree to disagree. I think that wraps us up pretty much for this week. Okay, you, we, we agree, we're not wrapped up. You agree that the 19 plus is a welcomed elimination? Yep. Okay, we agree there. Mm -hmm. um, 55 plus, look, sh should the 55 plus be removed as well? No, I can see them keeping that. I know they're keeping it, but should it have been removed as well? It's, no, I don't think so. Just poor old people, we shouldn't. Well, look at how many buildings are 55 plus. How many like renters out there are Still trying, buildings. How many renters out there are like would be dying to get into those types of properties. I just think it's so minimal. But and it's not about that, it's about opening inventory. And I'm not saying I agree that it should be either, but I'm just curious on, it would have opened more. I think it's interesting that they didn't. Well, I think a lot of the reason being is if you go to like 19 plus buildings, you'll find like your everyday concrete building or wood frame building or whatever. A lot of the 55 plus communities are, especially as you go out to places like Langley, they're like the townhouse, single family detached structures. Um, they kind of look like a holiday camp as you drive in and drive around, right? 
I've never seen those before in my life, I've, so I don't know. I've shot, like I've sold a couple of them. I'll show you afterwards. It's cool being a realtor. But they're very Lang like, Langley. Langley? Langley, yeah. Langley? Langley, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. And so they're kind, they're kind of situated for that. And the other thing as well is there's usually not as many units in those type of complexes as you would be looking at in say like a build uh, in like a high rise building or something like that. So for the difference it makes versus the trouble it causes, like the 19 plus is just kind of like a, it's a moot point, right? Like you, you, people are moving into 55 plus homes are typically not looking at starting families or growing. There are a lot of downsizes or they're just looking at that until they leave feet first as I'm told that they say all the time as opposed to you like 19 plus people are still looking at creating families building and so it just doesn't the, the 55 plus i can see why they kept it and the 19 get rid of so we agree on those fronts and then obviously airbnb shouldn't be touched we agree there yeah and i think that's all they changed um but then the allowing of rentals of government it being okay that the government has just banned right and said no, you're allowed rentals. That's what we disagree on. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Okay, we're gonna have to disagree on that one. I know you're just disagreeing with me for the for the nope. for the no nope. banter, as nope. you like to call it, because you couldn't honestly agree with that. It's not ridiculous. I'll see you next time. It's been a see pleasure. Week, guys. Like, subscribe, comment below. We'll see you in the comments. See you later.